Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh, 29 degrees. The suspect involved in a shootout that injured three law enforcement officers in Dodge City Monday morning has been connected to a double murder in Arizona. Phoenix police say a 28-year-old man and a 27-year-old woman were found shot to death at a home Sunday afternoon. The suspect and a woman companion were then tracked out of state. The pair were spotted Monday morning near Mineola. Deputies attempted to pull them over, but the suspect sped off. A chase continued into Ford County that ended with a shootout in Dodge City. Two Ford County deputies were injured. One transported to a Wichita hospital in serious condition. The other listed in good condition. A Clark County deputy was also injured and transported to a Wichita hospital in serious condition. A highway patrol trooper received injuries after he was bitten by a canine officer, but not seriously. The suspect was shot and killed. The woman in his vehicle was hospitalized in critical condition. The KBI is conducting an investigation. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. And the KBI has identified the dead suspect as 39-year-old Leroy Malone of Phoenix, Arizona. Another mass shooting in California. At least seven people were fatally shot in two related shootings in the coastal community of Half Moon Bay. The San Mateo County Sheriff's Office says the 67-year-old suspected shooter was arrested, identifying him as a resident of the community. Officials reveal four victims were found dead at one scene, a fifth taken to a hospital with life-threatening injuries. Three more victims were found dead at a second crime scene. California Governor Gavin Newsom tweeting tragedy upon tragedy, reacting to the state's second mass shooting in three days. The White House says President Biden has been briefed and has asked federal law enforcement to provide any necessary assistance to the local authorities. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. House Republicans are demanding that the Secret Service turn over visitor logs for President Biden's Delaware home. Fox's Jackie Ibanez has details. House Oversight Chairman James Comer sent this letter to the director of the Secret Service requesting records after the agency said last week it would hand over its own visitor logs to President Biden's Wilmington home. According to that letter, Comer is requesting all documents and communications related to visitor information at President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home from January 20, 2017 to present. Meanwhile, as the Senate returns today, Senate Intel Chair Mark Warner still waiting for a briefing and threat assessment on both the Trump and Biden docudramas. And now that we know some of the latest documents seized were from Biden's time in the Senate. The president voluntarily allowed the FBI to search his house Friday. Wichita police are asking for the public's help in their investigation of a shooting that injured a 17-year-old girl over the weekend. Early Sunday, officers were flagged down at Lincoln and Oliver. They learned that a girl was in a vehicle with two men at Harry and Oliver when another car pulled up next to them and someone fired multiple shots. 
The girl was struck as well as the car she was riding in. She was hospitalized for treatment. Anyone with information is asked to contact WPD detectives or Crime Stoppers at 267-2111. Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News he and city council members are going on a road trip today to the Kansas Capitol. Council is going up to Topeka uh, to the Capitol this week. We have what's called um, Local Government Day, uh, which is really an opportunity not just for us in Wichita, but also for local governments throughout Kansas to come up and talk about the priorities uh, that they would like to see uh, happen at, in a state level that could positively impact the local level. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Steve and Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past 6 o'clock. Steve and Ted in the morning, KNSS now, 6.09, here on this Tuesday morning. Police have identified a man killed in a shooting Sunday in Salina as 35-year-old Corey Riley. A 30-year-old woman has been arrested on suspicion of first-degree murder and drug charges. Protests continue in downtown Atlanta for the construction of a new police training facility. And now officials are charging more than a dozen people with domestic terrorism. Fox's Steve Harrigan has more from Atlanta. What started out as a peaceful demonstration to mark the death of an activist last week turned violent in downtown Atlanta. Riders in hoodies and ski masks set a police car on fire and used hammers and rocks to smash building windows. The trouble began last week when police tried to clear 25 campsites for members of a group called Defend the Forest, who opposed construction of a police training center, which opponents call Cop City. Law enforcement officials say a Georgia state trooper was shot and wounded during the operation by a 26-year-old activist who was killed when police returned fire. The protesters are demanding an investigation into the shooting. Six of those people who were arrested made their first court appearance Monday, facing numerous charges. Most were denied bond due to flight risk. The state of New Mexico makes a move to codify abortion rights. State Attorney General Raul Torres has asked the state Supreme Court to nullify abortion ordinances that have recently been passed by local leaders, saying they overstep local government authority to regulate health care access and violate the state constitution's guarantees of equal protection and due process. Torres says the ordinances are significant even in regions with no abortion clinics because they threaten to restrict access to reproductive health care in people's homes. More than half of U.S. abortions are now done with pills rather than surgery. It's not clear how soon the New Mexico Supreme Court could decide to take up the issue. Lee Silicera, Fox News. A high school in Massachusetts is having a major problem with the turning off of the lights. It's been a long time since the lights were turned off at Minnetonk Regional High School. A computer server controlling the lights failed and could not be fixed. The result? Lights are now on 24-7, costing the school and its taxpayers thousands of dollars. And the dilemma's made national headlines, as it was mentioned on Saturday Night Live's weekend update on NBC Saturday. Due to a computer error, a school in Massachusetts has been unable to turn off its lights for over a year and a half. The students are doing fine, but the classroom hamster has gone insane. <laughs> to finally fix the problem, the server and lighting panels will have to be replaced, along with a software update, to the tune of another seventy-five to eighty thousand dollars. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, six twelve. Twelve minutes past six o'clock. 
So far this morning, traffic, well, things in traffic are looking okay. The traffic conditions, once again, it's been a little cold outside, but not uh, terrible. And so things looking pretty good at the moment uh, here in Wichita. We have a stalled-out vehicle southbound I-235. It's at the ramp to Kellogg. We'll say this, you're going to be needing to be more careful <laughs> late tonight and into tomorrow morning. It's going to be very different. Traffic update. 98.7 at 13.30 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And on the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. An area of low pressure is now making its way into western Texas. We are going to be on the colder side of that, meaning we'll likely see some flurries at times possible this morning. A mix of rain and snow as we go into the early afternoon. Then a quick transition to snow with a high 36. Occasional snow through tonight, Tarlow 28. Then flurries in by tomorrow morning with a high 37, potentially 1 to 3 inches across parts of south-central Kansas. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And a cloudy sky right now, 30 degrees. The wind is calm. Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS on this Tuesday morning, January 24th. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello, Steve McIntosh. Had a partly cloudy day across central Kansas Monday. Wichita's high temperature, 46 degrees, normal high, 44. And last evening, oh, I don't know, evening, the afternoon, about 5, 5.30, Shelly and I were kind of milling around out the front porch doing some things, and it wasn't too bad. It's kind of chilly, but it had a little jacket on. Yeah. It was nice out. No wind. It's what you would expect this time of year. Yeah. Well, it looks like a little average. Could be seeing a little white stuff tonight. Uh, on this date in 1916, the temperature in Browning, Montana, that's located in the extreme northwest corner of Montana, fell a mind-boggling boggling 100 degrees in just 24 hours. <laughs> From 44 degrees Sounds to like 56 degrees below Whoa. zero. It established a 24-hour temperature drop for the United States. 100 degrees. That's extreme. <laughs> and on this date in 1984, Apple Computer began selling its first Macintosh model which boasted a built-in 9-inch monochrome display. Yeah, how much residuals do you get from that? A clock rate <laughs> of 8 megahertz. I don't know what that means. Uh, that's that's pretty slow. One, uh, 188K of RAM. Huh? Hey, now. Yeah. This baby was a flamethrower. Hey, at the time it was. <laughs> at the time it was. Yeah, now your average uh, pocket <laughs> calculator has way more. More than that, yeah. Oh, way, what way more. What was the more. sale price, boys? Uh, it is incredible. It was way too expensive. They, I, something like, I can't even remember exactly what it was in in our dollars. It'd be ridiculous. I've got it. Six hundred sixty-six dollars and sixty-six cents. Yeah. The in mark, other words, all the, those devil numbers. The mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. Yeah. I think that was appropriate. Beginning of the computer age. <laughs> yeah. Well, the mark it, of the beast. And for for something that you know. Common people were supposed to be able to buy, or you know, theoretically, <coughs> imagine six hundred dollars back then. No way. Nineteen eighty-four. That's not a whole lot of money. In and when was yeah. the first time they had to reboot? Probably had about, about twenty-five time. minutes later. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing about rebooting that computer. Rebooting that computer erases basically everything that's not stored on a floppy disk because they don't have internal hard drives oh, yet. Oh darn. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> U.S. health officials want to make COVID-19 vaccinations more like the annual flu shot. There's a good idea. Food and Drug Administration has proposed a simplified approach for future vaccination efforts, allowing most adults and children to get a once-a-year shot to protect against the mutating virus. 
And this means Americans would no longer have to keep track of how many shots they've received or how many months it's been since their last booster. You just have a shot every year. The proposal comes as boosters have become a hard sell. Well, more than 80% of the U.S. population has had at least one vaccine dose. Only 16% of those eligible have received the latest boosters authorized in August. The FDA will ask its panel of outside vaccine experts to weigh in at a meeting Thursday. Well, personally, I'm not really excited about getting boosters for COVID. Well, my doctors and I have talked about the fact that when I had a little heart problem after a booster, mm-hmm. it might have been related. They have say for sure, but there were some people having problems after that. You remember that, Ted? Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of leery of that. Two young sisters escaping from a car that went into a lake in western Michigan and then shivered for hours in soggy coats and bare feet before finally finding help. This is, Authorities in Ottawa County say the sister's father, who was driving the car, was dead when divers located the vehicle Sunday in Lake Makatawa. The girls, aged 8 and 10, escaped through the rear of the car, got to shore, and were alone overnight for hours before finding someone nearby at a home in Park Township. Apparently, the home's mostly empty right around there. Air temperature was in the low 30s. The girls made it out, and they're okay. Good. All right. Steve at 10 in the morning, and... Uh, Yep, we'll be talking to, if if you don't mind sharing sharing a little bit about about Bill Roy later in the show, Ted. I uh, haven't we haven't discussed it, but you, you mind say, give us a couple of memories of Bill. Sure. Later on, we'll do it. We'll, we'll talk talk about it in a minute here. Six eighteen, Stephen. Let's let let to do leadoff sports this morning. Ted, take it away. College men's basketball, the new polls coming out yesterday. Purdue is your new number one team with a record of nineteen and one for the Boilermakers. Kansas State moving up 10 spots in the coaches' poll. K-State, who for most of the season was just completely off the radar, is now ranked fifth in the nation. Wildcats have won 11 of their last 12, and they're in the top five for the first time in 12 years. Kansas dropped seven spots in both polls. The Jayhawks ranked ninth in the nation with a record of 16-3. They're coming off back-to-back losses. All right, KU was on the court last night with that number nine ranking. Jayhawks visiting 17th-ranked Baylor. And it was a rough go in Waco for the Jayhawks last night. They got down early and were fighting all night. Of course, you heard the game live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Bears win at 75-69 to in a wild game for Kansas. They dig themselves a 13-point deficit, come all the way back to take a 46-45 lead that lasted all of 10 seconds. Bears then go on a big run with some controversial foul calls in the midst of it that led to a Bill Self technical. There were two and ones and a three on a big 9-2 swing in momentum that favored the Bears, and ultimately they pull ahead for good. You love the fight to the finish by Kansas, who cut it to two possessions late. KU has lost three straight. They've lost three times in a row in Waco, too. This was a matchup between the last two national champions, by the way. Yeah. And uh, But KU trailed the final 14 and a half minutes and never could get back in the lead. They'll talk about it tonight. Sure, it won't be super festive. The weekly edition of KU Basketball Hawk Talk with head coach Bill Self. I'm sure he'll try to put a positive. When's the last time KU lost three games in a row? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Really? That recently? Yeah. Okay. Wow. But it doesn't. it's only happened three times. This is Bill Self's been head coach. But usually when they lose three in a row, they regroup and then go on a massive run. Let's get it fixed. Here we go. 
So uh, the Jayhawks have lost three in a row. They are on the road at Kentucky on Saturday evening. So I'm sure they'll preview that and talk about that. Hawk Talk with Coach Self. That'll be at 6 o'clock tonight over on KFH. Meanwhile, Kansas State with that new number five ranking is at it tonight. What a matchup. Fifth-ranked Kansas State visiting 12th-ranked Iowa State. That'll be at 8 o'clock tonight, nationally televised on ESPNU, the top two teams in the conference. FanDuel has K-State as a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Very difficult for visitors to win in Ames. In fact, impossible so far this season. Iowa State is 10-0 and on home court this season, winning those 10 games by an average of 24 points per game. This is the first time ever that K-State and the Cyclones match up when both teams are in the top 15 in men's basketball. That'll tip off at 8 o'clock tonight in Ames. College men's basketball tonight in the JUCO ranks. 16th-ranked Butler Community College going all the way out to Colby for a road game against the last-place team in the conference. This is a game that got snowed out last week. Butler is on a five-game winning streak right now. Colby has lost 11 in a row. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies at 7.15 tonight. And that's over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. A little football news. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals will play late Saturday afternoon to see who will go to the Super Bowl. And, of course, you can hear national coverage of the game here on KNSS along with the Chiefs pregame and postgame shows on the Chiefs radio network. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain, so his status is day-to-day. Trying to see if he can get things going in the next five days so that he's ready to go on on uh, on Sunday. The um, college, we'll go back to men's basketball just really briefly. Uh, how about the Bethany men? They beat the number two-ranked team in the nation in Lindsborg last night. Bethany beat second-ranked Oklahoma Wesleyan 66-61, snapping Wesleyan's 15-game winning streak. Oh, 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 wow. Bethany all of a sudden has won three in a row, two against ranked teams, and last night against the number two-ranked team in the that? nation. Yes, sir. The Bethany men. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 6.22 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A look at the most common form of arthritis. That's coming up, Stephen Ted of the Morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 6.30 on this Tuesday morning, 30 degrees. Two students are dead after a shooting in Iowa's capital city at a learning facility. Police in Des Moines say officers found two kids shot and a teacher hurt at a school program housed in a business park near the downtown area. Those students were taken to a hospital where they both died. The teacher who was hurt was at last word in serious condition. Police say officers stopped the car two miles from the scene and now have multiple suspects in custody. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds serves on the board for the Starts Right Here program geared to at-risk youth. She said she was shocked and saddened by the shooting. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Kansas lawmakers are looking at ways to cut taxes. Governor Kelly is speaking out on a new bill. It would make changes to the state's income tax. She says it's similar to a flat tax and would set the state's rates at 5% for everyone making $15,000 or more. The concern uh, that people have with something like that flat tax is whether it will generate enough revenue over time. There are whole host of ways to design a flat tax uh, and the devil will be in the details. 
Kansas Chamber of Commerce says the bill would likely lower taxes for people and businesses. Wichita City Council members will attend a workshop today. Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News. Our Diversity, Inclusion, and Civil Rights Advisory Board has met in, or continues to meet, and are working on a strategic plan uh, for the next year or so. Basically, you know, lots of cities that we're comparable to who have these type of boards, It's it, these boards are, are put together to figure out how can we come together as a community and really celebrate uh, uh, the differences uh, uh, within our community. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. Oregon rolling out a legal helpline for abortion access. The Oregon Department of Justice launches a reproductive rights hotline aimed at providing free legal advice to those seeking access to abortions. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum saying in a statement, Even in a state like ours where abortion is legal, confusion and fear has ensued since the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the constitutional right to obtain an abortion last June. The Democrat adding, This is especially important because we share a border with Idaho, which has a near-total abortion ban. Reps say the line will be staffed by lawyers, explaining residents or folks in other states can call anonymously and receive a call back from an attorney within 48 hours. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. A search is on for a body after a funeral home van was stolen. Police in Illinois have released surveillance photos of a man suspected in the weekend theft of a funeral home van that contained the remains of a man. That vehicle was taken from the Collins and Stone Funeral Home in Rockford along the Illinois-Wisconsin border. It was found Sunday about 90 miles away in Chicago, but the man's remains were not inside. Rockford police say they're working with law enforcement agencies throughout the area to help locate the missing remains. Rich Dennison, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. New storm moving our way. We're going to see a Hmm. lot of clouds ahead. (laughs) All right, uh, Jennifer Naramore there. Uh, winter weather advisory today and tonight, 50% chance for snow today with less than a half inch accumulation. High today, 36 degrees. 70% chance for snow tonight with one to three inches accumulation. Overnight low, 28. So we could get up to maybe three inches or more in the Wichita area. Wednesday, tomorrow mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 38 degrees. Now a cloudy sky. We've got... Uh, no wind, it's calm and 30 degrees. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And the Wichita Police Department is asking for help locating 72-year-old Mario Solis Davia. Mario was, uh, had short-term memory loss, showing signs of dementia. Last seen near Harry and Broadway at approximately 10 Monday morning, yesterday morning. He was last seen wearing a blue vest, green collared shirt, blue jeans, and black shoes. He's 5 feet tall, weighs approximately 140 pounds. Has black hair and brown eyes. Mario has a goatee and mustache as well. And you can find a photo of Mario in the news story on our webpage at knssradio.com. And if you see Mario or know where he is, please, uh, you are asked to contact 911 immediately. And let's get him to safety. Coming up an hour from now, Ted, we have our weekly meeting with uh, Sedgwick County Commissioner Pete Meister. Again, now the chair of the county commission for the third time, I think it is. I think this is his third uh, third uh, promotion to the top spot, the Gavelmeister. Tom Meister coming up. Today is January 24th, a Tuesday. On this date in 1848, something happened in California, and you know what it is, right, Tom? Yeah, the discovery of gold. Yeah, James W. Marshall 
discovered a gold nugget at Sutter's Mill in Northern California. A discovery that led to the gold rush of 49. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everybody was heading out there. 49. Try to find out gold. A bill that would ban the sale of kangaroo parts has been introduced in the Oregon legislature, uh, taking aim at sports apparel manufacturers that use leather from the animals to make their products. Oregon Public Broadcasting reports soccer cleats are one of the only products made from kangaroo leather that are routinely sold in Oregon. The measure would impact Nike, which is based in Oregon, and the state's largest employer. Oregon Senator Floyd Brozanski, sponsor of the bill, says millions of wild native animals shouldn't die for, quote, high-end soccer cleats worn by a subset of elite soccer players. Well, I think I agree with that. Yeah. I'll leave the kangaroos alone. Huh. Anyway, let's see here. Across the country, I like this one. Across the country, there seems to be a silent frustration brewing over the ever-presence of tipping. Some fed-up consumers posting rants on social media complaining about tip requests at drive throughs while others say they're tired of being asked to leave a gratuity for a muffin or a simple cup of coffee at their neighborhood bakery. As more businesses adopt digital payment methods, customers are automatically being prompted to leave a gratuity at places they normally would not. Fine. And you some have the say, opportunity to say no. You do. Some say it has become more frustrating as the price of items has skyrocketed due to inflation. For workers, though, the surge in tip requests is a welcome development. Yeah. According to this copy. I don't know. You know. If you don't want to leave a tip, don't leave a tip. You don't have to. Yeah. Somebody, pretty, somebody might, pretty give easy. You, might give you a dirty look, but that's about it. Uh, yeah. It is kind of interesting. If you do want to leave a tip, leave it. You do your job. Are you supposed to get something extra for that? Now, waitresses and waiters, you know, that's that's okay. But if you just... Take the money at the register. You deserve a tip for doing that. I don't know. I, I don't it's think so. It's up to the consumer to. It is up to that. the consumer. It uh, certainly is. Um, all right, six uh, thirty-seven. Now, Stephen, ten in the morning here on KNSS, and it's time for our KNSS commodities update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Last week's five area cash cattle trading volume was just below 50,000 head. This is the second lowest since the first week in January of 2022. Now, the average Kansas steer price was $154.91. It was down $1.07 from the previous week. Live cattle and feeder cattle futures closed positive on Monday with several feeder contracts having triple digit gains. Now, last Thursday, we saw the cattle complex scoring new lows for their current slide. Hog futures yesterday closed negative with some contracts making new lows for the current slide. At the close yesterday, February live cattle 85 cents higher, 157.47. The March feeder cattle were $2.30 higher, 183.27. And Febrilene hogs were down 25 cents at 77.57. The wheat, corn, and soybean futures yesterday slid into new lows on the sell-off that took place. Just last Wednesday, most of these contracts were making new highs for their current move to the upside. Managed money selling was the main reason for Tuesday's negative, or I meant to say Monday's negative trading, and the closes along with moisture in Argentina. At the moment, we're seeing recovery. March Kansas City wheat, ten and a quarter cents higher at eight twenty-nine and a quarter. 
March corn's up a nickel at six seventy one and a quarter. March soybeans seven and a quarter higher at fourteen dollars ninety seven and a half cents. March crude oil trading forty eight cents higher at eighty two dollars ten cents. February gold's up nine and a half dollars at nineteen hundred thirty eight dollars ten cents. March S and P twelve and a quarter points lower at four thousand twenty four and a quarter. March dollar index fourteen cents lower at one hundred one seventy eight. And March Dow Jones futures down one hundred and seven points, trading at thirty three thousand six twenty. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Lefter Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Tom, the Kansas legislature in, a, in session again, as always, this time of year. Is there anything uh, uh, agriculture-wise that, that's a big issue in, in Topeka this year? You know, it's a good question. I know there are, and off the top of my head, I cannot think of any of them right off, you know, Kind of, kind of caught me off guard there, Steve. Okay. I can't think of none of them right off the top of my head. Okay. So the, the only thing I can think of is they might do something about um, taxes paid on farmland or something like that. I mean, that, is, that brings up another question for you. It's, is there a lot of farmland for sale out in Kansas right now? And is it a good, yes, mar- there is. good market for that? Yes, it is. There's a lot still being sold. There's still a good market. Uh I ever so often am having clients that talking to me about, you know, looking at the land that they were wanting to buy and just completely amazed that we're still holding the prices as well as we are. Hmm. And uh, there's still a good demand out there for buying land. Is that something with you're a speculator, you're going to go put a crop on it or, or cattle or something? Well, what they're looking at is an investment, you know. Oh, now, okay. you've got two different people. you got the person out there that's using it as an investment, you got the person out there that's using it for their livelihood and adding to their operation. Oh, I see. Okay, expanding. Well, I just uh, I said I've got a couple of people I know pretty well who uh, over the past uh, few years have liquidated the family farm they grew up on. You know, the mom and dad are gone now. And, and uh, some of them, I think they've made some pretty good money selling uh, selling that land out there. Yeah, and I do think you, you've got that situation there too where – there's people have no interest, you know, in retaining ownership or having any involvement in it. And others look at it from nothing more than the monetary situation that, you know, hey, we're getting a lot of money if we just sell it. All right. Thank you, Tom. 641 now. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities on the way. Don Grant, CFE, the money tracker, beating ageism. Well, he should know. That's coming up. Stephen Day of the wow. Morning. <laughs> Stephen Day of the Morning here on <laughs> KNSS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Stephen, 10 of the morning, KNSS, 646 now. Three big things. Three 
Wichita mayor and city council members traveled to Topeka today for Governor's State of the State speech and local government day. Two. Shootout in Dodge City leaves Arizona murder suspect dead. Three deputies wounded. One. Another mass shooting in California, this time in the northern part of the state. Seven dead. Three big things. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. So far this morning in traffic, well, the traffic uh, conditions have been pretty good. Traffic volumes really are starting to pick up out there, starting to see some areas of uh, heavier traffic on the Wichita roadways right now. Don't see it slowing down on the highways, at least, so good news there. And uh, once again, traffic conditions this morning in Wichita, pretty good. May not be as good tomorrow morning at this time. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. May not be as good driving home this afternoon. (laughs) Let's take a look at the forecast now. Winter weather advisory today and tonight. 50% chance for snow today with less than a half inch accumulation expected and a high today of 36 degrees. Now tonight, 70% chance for snow and one to three inches accumulation tonight. The overnight low, 28 For Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 38 degrees. Now cloudy sky, calm, and 30 degrees. Stocks finished up Monday on Wall Street. A rally sending stocks higher as investors follow through on Friday's upbeat market action. Investors enthusiastic as they contemplate a potential slowdown in rate hikes. The day belonged to the tech sector, with the Nasdaq seeing its biggest two-day rally since November 11th. Chipmakers led the rally in the tech sector with shares of Intel up nearly 4%. Oil is on pace to settle at its highest levels in two months, driving energy stocks higher. Investors will be watching major tech stocks like Intel, Tesla, and Microsoft this week, all due to report earnings. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. Over the past few years, a number of companies have attempted to act as the cryptocurrency equivalent of a bank promising lucrative returns to customers who deposited their Bitcoin or other digital assets. In a span of less than 12 months, nearly all of the biggest of those companies have filed, have failed spectacularly. Last week, Genesis filed Chapter 11, joining Voyager Digital, Celsius, and Block Fee in the list of companies that have either filed for bankruptcy protection or gone out of business. They failed because of a lack of safeguards and a rapid drop in crypto prices. Customers wonder if they'll recover any of their deposits. <laughs> you know, my good friend, uh, the late Bud Norman, back when Bitcoin was starting to flourish, yeah. he wrote a great gridiron skip, skit where he invented Bud Coin. But <laughs> worth about as much, probably. <laughs> right. Bud Coin. It was pretty darn funny. It was a funny, funny guy. 6.49 now, Stephen Ted. Let's see here. Beating ageism. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, is here this morning. Good morning, old-timer. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you there, young whippersnapper. Whippersnapper, yeah. <laughs> good, good morning, Stephen Ted. You know, the pandemic-induced great retirement boom of 2020 and 2021 uh, a little bit into 2022, had let you know, led a lot of workers to retire much earlier than they had planned. Some were seduced by their swelling retirement plans, you know, their 401ks looking pretty big. Others were forced out. Now I'm calling it the great resignation as many older workers are getting back 
to work. Ageism in the workplace exists. Employers often seek a younger workforce. They are, they, you know, they often don't understand how experience can help the bottom line. Over 55? Well, there are ways to exploit your age and experience. An article in AARP Online points out that the further you are in your profession, the less relevant your early career experience becomes. Uh, someone hiring wants to know what you've done the past 10 or 15 years, particularly how it relates to the position that they're advertising. Eliminate those older job training certificates under education. They may be irrelevant for today's schools, include your BA or your MBA, but it's not necessary to add dates. And keep it short, two pages or fewer on your resume. Uh, highlight recent work experience, accomplishments, and those that match your employment goals and what the employment position is showing. Go ahead, pigeonhole yourself. That means don't try to be a jack-of-all-trades, even if you are. The more you specialize, the more in-demand your job skills may be. Emphasize only the skills that support your current career aims. Hiring software and bots review resumes. That means that 75% of online applications will never be seen by human eyes. That means that you need to utilize keywords that the computer will pick up. If the job description has words or phrases that are emphasized, use that verbiage in the resume. And get a email other get it updated if you have an old one. The old Hotmail or AOL.com Addy may be a collector's item, but only use your mobile number for contact when you control who answers the so you can control who answers the recruiter calls. Get on LinkedIn and showcase your technical proficiencies. And of course, good luck. And of course, if you have any questions, give me a call. The number is two six seven zero six hundred. As for me, Don Grant. Of course, people are not supposed to be discriminated against because of their age, but all the uh, all the employer has to do is. Is look at the resume or talk to somebody on the phone, and hey, I know those of us who are yeah, yeah, you know. they 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 can find that out. But like I said in 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 this piece, you you, for example, don't put down the year you went to college, mm -hmm. you know, and and only emphasize the most recent recent accomplishments you have. You know, just say that you know if you have some computer skills, but back in 1980 you learned Fortran. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't I, I wouldn't put that on the resume. It's irrelevant right now. You, you know, just put the things that are important to what the position is currently. And and don't lie, of course. But but you, you just highlight what is important for the job at hand. You think it would label me as an applicant if I said, oh, but you know what? I can't remember what year I went to college or uh, <laughs> or if I said something like, and you know what? Just recalling my last great achievement. I don't have a clue. You think they'd still hire me? Oh, Steve, <laughs> you're in demand no matter what quarters you're in. You know, yes. you know the deal is that uh, every morning about 6 o'clock, Ted and I and Jad, we get hired again by the people of, of this area yeah. who tune on the radio One and say, day. come on, guys, do something. Sometimes it's and wrong. You know that's right, you know. Go ahead. And you guys, you guys knock it out of the park. That's that's nice of you to say in in regard to today being National Compliment Day. <laughs> Perfecto, bullseye offers a wonderful way to brighten someone's day or to give credit for a job well done. 
Give an extra compliment today and any time one is deserved. You know, that sounds like it's pretty trivial. But, you know, that's for a lot of people, that's very hard to do, to compliment somebody, anybody. Um, there are folks who just choke on it. Sometimes I think I, it's – I think – Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that early, early on in my career, particularly being in TV, that was a difficult thing to do. But but the, the more you mature and the more you get into the workplace, the more you realize it lifts the entire organization if you do that, particularly if you're a leader. And it's so easy to do, and it feels so good to everybody doing it. I remember when uh, in our career, and I, I had been – We'd been doing the show together for several years. We moved into a different place. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the guys there, you know, I had been in a meeting, and I had complimented somebody. And I'm, I'm sincere about it. I said, well, I really appreciate the way you do things. This guy got me aside and said, man, I love the way you brown nose. But this, oh, is a, that's nice. this is the same guy who called Ted a dirty name. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy was a complete loser. <laughs> yeah. And that's the best compliment I can give the guy. But anyway, he was just, he was a sourpuss. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a, a sincere compliment. And is, it's always nice to just brighten somebody's day. And, it's, you know, sometimes Shelly will be at a checkout for a clerk or somebody in there. They look kind of sour and she'll say, Yeah, I hope you're having a great day. It's a nice, you know, and they'll brighten up. They will right mm-hmm. away. So just takes a nice wow. word sometimes. Compliment day. And uh, All right. Don, I think you do a fine job every day with us in spite of your age. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just had to qualify. I did, didn't yeah. I? Oh, All boy. right, we'll we'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you, sir. Six fifty-six now. Top of the hour news with Steve and Ted coming up at seven o'clock. We had yes, another mass shooting in California. That story and more news on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Bob Manfred, it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.